Previously on Banana Laser. That's not the secret knock. I forget the secret knock. Lemme Mahoney. You won't believe this, sincerely. I ran all the way home. Ooh, wow. Screw you guys, forget it. What is it? Hey, you guys want to go see a dead body? Well, I was downstairs looking for Ping, and um, I um, I got hungry. I had a, a Jimmy John. We all understood what Mahoney meant right away. At the beginning of our 45th show, he admitted burying his dick in our show mascot pin. We had to hide him away. He drew a treasure map so we could find him again. A week later, Alex cleaned up the lounge and threw away the map. Mahoney had been trying to find Penn for nine days. Nine days, man. He didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Well, guys, I found this letter with a picture in it. Let me see that, Mahoney. Oh, shit, it's a dead body. Well, what's the letter say? Dear Trolls, you had better stop talking about me on your boring podcast or you will wind up just like Shane. You see, I'm not only the Myers fan, I am also just like Michael, evil incarnate. Nobody likes your podcast except the idiots that run in your circle. Why are you so obsessed with penises? You guys are great and put a smile on my face when I was having a bad day. You have the opportunity to reach millions but you waste your time using your podcast to insult me. What is a banana laser? I don't even know what that is. Darnell. Uh, so wait, did any of this rambling make sense to anyone else, or is it just me? No, it's fucking completely ridiculous. First he says we're boring, then he says we're great. What the fuck, which is it? We don't talk about dicks that much, do we? But more importantly, is there really a dead body? It is, and it does look like Shane. You think this unemployed piece of shit's really capable of this? Dude, that fucking retard is capable of anything. Yeah, but guys, look closer. You see those train tracks? That's the back Harlow Road. Don't you recognize it? I know the back Harlow Road. It comes to a dead end by the Royal River. The train tracks are right there. Me and my dad used to fish for Cossies out there. Yeah, hey, you guys, I bet you anything if we find him, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could even be on TV. Sure. We'll be heroes. Yeah. I don't know. They'll probably even pin a medal on you, Mahoney. Yeah, you think so? Sure. What do we tell our women, though? Exactly what Mahoney was saying earlier. We just add a little to it. We're going to record late so we can make our second anniversary show and our 50th show be the same day. And we want to bang out as many as we can. We will be rock solid until dinner tomorrow night. Man, that's a plan and a half. And the wives won't even care. Everybody's going to be so jazzed about what we found, it's not even going to make a difference. Yeah, my fiancé will beat me anyway, but... Fuck, it's worth a beating, right? Fuck yeah! Let's do it, what do you say? Alright! Matt? Sure. Ma blow me! I don't know. Mahoney! Come on, Mahoney! We can't leave you alone, you'll escape! And you'll probably fuck Pinnacle! Come on, Mahoney! <laughs> okay! Alright! Yeah! Cool! Very cool! Very, very I wanted to share my friend's enthusiasm, but I couldn't. That spring at the Laser Lounge, I had become the Invisible Man.
is a banana laser? I don't even know what that is. Holy shit! Welcome, Laser Nation, to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast. The podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at Horophilia.com with your trio of sexy hosts, Alex Edwards. Are you fucking with me? Dave Z. Hey, yo. I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. Now. What's up, Banana Brains, and welcome to Banana Laser, episode 47. My name is Matt Wazell, if you're nasty, and with me, as always, is the guy who's the number one engineer, or maybe he's a pianist, I don't know, Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? What is a banana laser? I I don't even know what that is. (laughs) I mean... You don't? You're on the show. It sounds like a a sci-fi movie with a guy that has a bunch of bananas at a at a radioactive power plant and they all come to life and kill people or something. Oh. Yeah, that's it. You figured it out. Oh. Cool. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you to be won. Part of the show. You win. Here I have a Blu-ray of digging up the Romero for you. Here you go. <laughs> you win. But also, he's still here. He's the guy who never loses to women in arm wrestling, Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! Woo! Feel that energy. Okay, guys, so welcome to episode 47. Um, We got a lot inside of this episode. We're continuing our rolling through the 70s, and we're on 1975. We're at the midway point, and we're talking about Dario Argento's Deep Red. Heard of it? Probably not. But we're going to get into that a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, and I believe your guys' as well, and probably some listeners out there. Alex, you actually brought this up on the last episode, and that is the home video rental stores and the experience that that had in our lives. And I think we all grew up on that, and it's something lost now in the generation coming up now in the millennials or whatever you want to call them. You, you guys experienced that too, right? Like just constantly going to the video store and finding videos and films just based on covers alone, right? Oh, yeah. You know, actually, I had, you know, like you said, those those, mo- those moments are lost. The magic is gone. But, totally. Yeah. But there's a way that it is actually sort of back. Because I experienced it just this weekend. Uh, <clears throat> I went to Chiller Theater. It's a horror convention. It was in Parsippany and uh, New Jersey. What they do, like what a lot of these guys do at these conventions, like these vendors, is they take rare VHS tapes that you that never were, you know, uh, was it published or whatever you call it, like when it's not, when it's out of print, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just on VHS and that's it. So you're allowed, apparently by law, you're allowed to do whatever you want. If something's out of print, you can reproduce it on DVD and sell it to people, I guess. I don't know really? if you guys know. I knew that because I used to buy those DVDs um, <laughs> on certain websites. There's a movie that I always wanted to see because I always heard, you know, Lon Chaney Jr., the guy who played the Wolfman in all those 40s movies, 
he played the Wolfman one last time. <clears throat> but it wasn't for Universal Studios. It was for like a shitty, low-budget, like trash. He's totally so uh, alcohol-ridden and abused that he can't even speak. He literally could not speak in movies. Remember when we watched Dracula vs. Frankenstein? Yeah, he Remember never the, talked. Yeah, he never talked. He can't. He's He was almost so... You know, I know he could talk because I heard he was interviewed in, like in the late 70s, but they, they really couldn't give him any lines that he could memorize. So he was so wasted and just messed up in this movie, but he played the Wolfman. So I always wanted to find it. I went to download it. I couldn't even do that. Nothing. So the point is that my experience that was sort of like the VHS uh, going into video store, rental stores, is I just mentioned it to the guy and he goes, oh yeah, we got that. It's over there in the werewolf section. It's called uh, The Face of the Screaming Werewolf and it's only 10 bucks. And I was like, holy shit, really? And I went and I found it and I, I got that feeling like you walked into a, a, a video store in the 80s or whatever in the 90s and found that gem, that horror gem. And uh, it, it had that same exact feeling, and I, you know, I went. It was like finding a treasure, you know, hmm. which you don't get anymore. And that, like, that was what I was saying in the last show. That, you know, it was so cool to walk into a video store and pick something up based on the cover, and and you you loved it when you got home or whatever. And now, you just type in any title anywhere, and it's just there. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no feeling of success or feeling of accomplishment or anything. Yeah, there's everything is accessible to everyone, so there's no ownership over stuff. You know how we fell in love with movies younger, and you feel like, well, this is mine. This is like my thing. I'm into this. I found this. You know, now there, there's none of that. I think these days <clears throat> there's no surprises. That's the biggest thing. Oh yeah, that's true. We know when things are coming out before they're in production. Well, when back in the day. You know, I mean, when we did it, we had a ritual. My, my friends and I, we would walk in, and the first thing you would do, they had the new release section, which basically went all on the fucking out, the outside walls, you know? And it was everything. It was comedy, horror, drama, whatever. So we would always comb the fucking new release section, and that alone would take like 15, 20 minutes. We would go see what new movies come out, and there you go. You would see a brand new horror movie that you had no knowledge of oh my god what's this fucking bloody face let's look at this turn this around look at the box oh, oh bloody fuck. face two, the revenge <laughs> yeah now you can see the trailer to it like right. when did you ever see trailers you never see trailers in the 80s and 90s it was like you had to go to the movies and you had to hope it was associated with that movie or maybe you caught it on tv somehow yeah that's it did you guys go to mom and pop like places or did you only go to like big chains and stuff like that because my memory of the videos rentals when i was super young was during the summer they had an outlet inside of the supermarket like a an iga international grocers of america or something like that really cheap grocery store they had a corner where it was just all videos and my mom would go shopping and i'd be like i'm just gonna go in here for 30 minutes and just look at every single VHS I could. And some days she'd let me rent some and some days not. But that was my experience of just falling in love with the covers. And I still have memories of so many covers in my head of films that I never got to see. They never made it to DVD or anything like that. But that was, I mean, that was my entire day, it felt like. That was like the highlight of my day. 
is doing that kind of shit. Did you guys experience that, or did you only go to like blockbusters? And- uh, I used to work in a video store. Oh, really? <clears throat> oh, yeah, like the- Quentin Tarantino over here. <laughs> it was really cool. It um, these two guys, Eric and Manny Cotto. I, I think that was their last names or whatever. But uh, <clears throat> they're probably criminals now. They're probably both in jail. But uh, <laughs> they actually opened up a store around a, the corner from my house. I literally could run back and forth in a minute, and it was really cool. And I was fourteen, and you know I was obsessed with all that shit. It was VHS at the time, and. Um, you know, I just hung out there, like it, as if it was like, uh, um, what do the kids used to hang out in the fifties, like the uh, pharmacy or something? Uh, the, ma- the malt shop, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah, the soda so, shop. Yeah. So uh, you know, we just talked and all this, and we watched movies when they played them for the customers and stuff. And you know, it was a small, really small place, hole in the wall. And I worked there, and they they wouldn't actually give me money, so they paid me in movies. So I, I was one of those deals where I can go home with you know three movies or whatever, and then come back the next day with them. Then there was a place next to my supermarket, and by that time, I was into renting video games a lot. Mm. But, uh, no, I still remember the first place my family ever went was a place called Palmer Video, and it did they did create a small chain, but my dad, even back then, so he was sort of a pirate, I guess, he used to rent all these VHS movies and then copy them with two VCRs mm-hmm. in the fast speed. <laughs> Yeah, and that's how I had Friday the 13th Part 2 and nothing else. <laughs> like, I just had that Friday for some reason. And it always freaked me out that, where is this hockey mask? Like, every time I saw it when I was a kid. But, oh, yeah. That's yeah. how mm-hmm. I start. Wow. Yeah, You guys ever rent a movie in the in the morning? Have you ever gone to the video store multiple times in one day? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, I've rented shit, watched what? it, and then was like, well... Uh, let's go back and rent some more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fucking total nerd. I should have spent it, my summers outside, but I uh, didn't. Eh, <laughs> half the fun was was driving up to get them, though, because I was on bikes. We were on bikes at the time still. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, after I was 17 and whatnot, it changed. But, like, for us, we, we had a place open up called Video Factory, and it was in Buffalo, which, you know, it, it were a suburb of Buffalo where we live. And... It seemed like a long ride, but it was the only one around. But when you're young, a 20-minute ride seems like an hour. So, you know, it was about a 20-minute ride to, to Buffalo. And, and this place opened Video Factory. It was The VHS buzz was going and everything else. So occasionally we would go there. My father got a car. We would go there. Never got any horror at the time because I was still too young. But then a couple more started opening up. And then after that, that famous night I watched Part 3, Friday Part 3, and became a horror fan, didn't take too much longer until I was able to get my own card and a, a video factory opened up in the plaza near my house. It, it was not too long of a bike ride, but, you know, it was probably about 20 minutes on a bike. So uh, that place opened up. We had our own video factory, and then we had another place called Movies Plus. And I want to say that they were probably just in this area, like a small chain, you know, because I'm sure you guys never heard of them, right? No. <clears throat> yeah. So we had Video Factory and we had Movies Plus. And, and honestly, they were a fucking almost a stone's throw away from each other. So we would cruise over there on our bike. Summertime, forget about it. At least five times a week. Hmm. And we first we would go to Video Factory. And then after we combed that place and checked everything out and went to the horror section. And, you know, then we would go to Movies Plus and do it there. Yeah. So 
fuck. And this was ritual. And we used to have like film fests on the weekends, rent two, three movies at a time, all horror movies, and watch them. And fucking, I have very, very good memories of, of those days. I'm, you know, it's serious nostalgia. I, my buddy, I, I just sent him things the other day by text just of movies that we rented in the 80s the prey and something else that we fucking laugh at um the mm. oblong box we never rented some of these movies but the boxes to us are famous you know oh yeah you know the most intriguing boxes the two it's weird too they have a complete connection the two most intriguing boxes to me my whole childhood or whatever or like you know teens or whatever was um halloween three and friday five <laughs> Like, I was always so amazed by that mask on the cover of Friday Five. I was like, what is this? And <laughs> it was just like the most interesting thing to me. And I, I always was drawn to it. But I never really rented it at the time. Going back to um, multiple visits to a video store, by the time I did that, I did that regularly. Um, and the reason was because by the time I did that, they were doing DVD rentals. And then by then, almost all the mom and pop stores were gone. So I'm going to say this is the year 2001 to three or four. It was because Blockbuster had this deal where you could rent three movies, take them home, and as long as you bring all three back, you can rent three more as many times as you want in a month for $25. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I do, too. So, so I went – I just took them home and copied all of them then i went back and took more home and copied them then the next day went back and did the same thing so i would steal like you know 60 movies uh in the span of you know 20 days or whatever you were just stockpiling them you didn't even watch them i literally have probably 50 to 100 movies i haven't watched yet that i've owned for (laughs) over 10 years (laughs) me too just in case Uh, i'll get around to it (laughs) they will never be bored if anything should ever happen some apocalypse or something, we're, we're, we're okay. You know, we're stacked up. A new tourist destination in Auburn Hills, Michigan, is showing visitors the difficulties life held for Americans in the past. Blockbuster Video aims to transport visitors to a time before the Internet as an historically authentic recreation of a video store, a specialty shop where customers exchanged money for the short-term use of videos in an archaic system called renting. The tour is amazing. It's like stepping into a time machine. It's hard to believe that people live this way. Why is it now? I may, maybe it's just the amount of choices, but it seems like I can click around on Netflix or any other service that offers movies for a fucking hour and a half and never pull the trigger on anything. But at the video store, it was never that difficult. Why is that? Is because it, the decision is more final. It's like on the Netflix. I don't know. I feel like I could bail out at any moment or something like that. Do you guys do the same thing? I do, but we also did it back then at the video store. We would what, never made a decision? We would No, we eventually <laughs> made a decision, but we would be in there for an hour. Like Yeah, would, I guess that is true. And, and, yeah, and true. right. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and once you go to the horror section, which primarily after the new release section, you go to the horror if you don't find anything new. So you go to the same old section, and like I said, I was texting my friend, sending him pictures of the boxes we used to see, because we were there so often, we were always seeing the same boxes, and pretty much 90% of the horror section we eventually rented. And the ones we didn't rent, it was by choice because we just didn't like the look of the box or, or whatever it was, so we never did. So we would go to the same section knowing what was in there, but still, hey, let's look. And then, you know, eventually you just 
run out of options and you just pick up, you know what, let's give this one a chance. And uh, some there'll be teasing going on. One guy wants to run it, the other guy doesn't, someone else is saying, and then we would just say, okay, just rent the fucking movie. And then that's what you would do. So, I mean, we would take a long time. So it, it's no difference. But nowadays, there's so much shit that's out there. And I mean shit like is in crap. Uh, there's so much stuff that comes out now, <laughs> new horror, and you know it's low budge. And, and here, check it out. We know when something big is coming out now. And even if it's independent, we're aware of it. So if all of a sudden you see 10 movies and they happen to be horror that you're looking for, and you've never heard of any of them, then you're like, well, what the fuck? If you, are you, do you really want to commit to it? That's why it takes so long, I think. Because mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's garbage out there. Back then, I don't know. To me, the yeah. 80s, it was just so much fun. That even a bad movie back then was still good most of the time because we would laugh at it. Nowadays, there's wow. very few movies that are so bad they're good. Dude, you know what's messed up nowadays? Now, the good movies are bad to people. Like, people are putting down this movie Extraterrestrial when that was such a well-done movie. Fuck yeah. And it was, it was, um, it was indie, of course, but God, it didn't feel like it and it didn't it didn't play that way and it was it was so thought out and it was it was acted the acting was so strong and the whole thing was strong and and the the way they implemented the aliens and the way they looked everything about it was totally legit to me and um i couldn't believe that the story just kept going and never ended because there was always it, there's so many layers to it and to think that people just like ah that sucks it's stupid blah blah yet they'll watch fucking like uh you know, not to diss it, but like Madman Mars, and they'll like praise it like it's one of the greatest movies in the world. And it's like that nothing was put into that. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. amazing how people are so okay with the 80s atmosphere, a guy running around killing people uh, in mediocre type ways. And okay, it's it's solid though. It's an 80s slasher. It's great. Then you have movies that people put a lot of in, a lot into, and it's dismissed. It's just amazing. Even yeah. Oculus. Look how people think of Oculus. Look how thought out that was. You know, mm-hmm. I know I'm going into a whole other topic. It's Hollywood, here, I, bro. It's Hollywood. The... That's the problem. If something comes up to the movies now, this, the fucking horror elitists these days are so fucking quick to judge something before they've seen it. It's it's so bad now that it, it's it's literally disgusting. Right. That how everybody prejudges everything. And if it comes to the theater, oh, it's got to suck. It's fucking Hollywood. But you do know? you think that this has something to do with what Matt said? Like... The accessibility, we think less of each thing because they're all available and they're not they're not gems to us. They're not special. Yeah, that's absolutely. There's so much stuff out there that uh, even the good stuff gets kind of flushed away. It gets it gets lost in the shuffle, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I just feel sorry, honestly. I do. I have, like even my daughter's generation, big time. They'll never know that those, those kind of joys, and especially me because I'm 40. You know, fucking. <laughs> Are you sure? You're a pretty simple guy. I'm a pretty simple guy. Um, it was I was right in there in the fucking. Like, look at it this way: it was 1985, and the VHS boom was going crazy, and I'm fucking 13 years old. When was DVDs really getting big? Closer to 2000. So I'm I'm a kid all throughout the 80s. You know, so it was just VHS, and it was just going in there and picking those stuff out, and looking at the boxes, and the, all that experience. These guys. They do have a lot of technological advances. That's a fact. We know this, you know. But they'll never know, you know, some joys in life that we had, and that was a big one. Well, are we being just old assholes right now? Because obviously we have an affection towards this. But who's to say that 
somebody who's is young now isn't experiencing the same thing just just different you know because well they are because anything they want they'll find yeah, but that's so not fun. That, that in itself is kind of fun. Yeah, dude, it is because... I think for we, them it is. You yeah. can do yeah. that by yourself, though. I'm talking about, the like, for me, personally, the camaraderie of me and at least one friend, usually two, going there and, and, and walking around the video store and looking at things and making jokes about the movies you saw or making a joke about the way something looks at the box and just being a kid, just fucking being 15, 16, and just having fun. And the trip you take to the to the video store, it was an yeah, experience. There's yeah, none of that now. You're, but you could you could do the parallel argument for people who would rather play video games than go outside and play with their friends. You know, it's the same thing. They're having fun playing video games and being on their iPads when we were having fun riding our bikes and uh, you know. Uh, egging houses and soaping windows <laughs> or, or like whatever the fuck we did you know like uh, rolling on scooters or whatever uh water gun fights or water balloons you know whatever we did back then i can't you know i'm just trying to throw it all in at once or th- you know firecrackers whatever the fuck or as as dave did shoot cars with bbs oh, yeah. yeah yeah smash bikes fucking vandalize yeah, yeah all so, that stuff so they are having fun and I'm I'm with this new generation in a way because hey uh, you know if if I want to find something that's just not around I will do the same thing they're doing and I I get a, a joy out of uh, you know like I'm really into the uh, the Frankenstein Hammer movies and I used to try to record them uh, with a DVD burner when they were on um, Monsters HD that's a it was a channel that came and gone really quick for the, the cable company I was on. And I only got a couple of those movies, and I really liked them. So eventually, as years go on, I said, you know what, man, I used to love those movies. I, I went to look them up, and guess what? Somebody had them all online. So I was like, shit, this is great. I downloaded them, burned them, and I watched them. It was great. You know, so there, there are, there's positives and negatives to everything. I think what's happening today, and, and the video store is a big, you know, proponent of this, is that people don't have to leave their house anymore. That's the only difference. Yeah, but... Most people do it by themselves. There's no, like I said, there's no camaraderie. There's no fucking hanging out with your buddies anymore the way it was. There's, I don't think there's anything, human interaction, that's important, especially when you're an adolescent. You're never going to have those. Like in Stand By Me, okay? At, at the very last line in Stand By Me, he says, I never had any friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus does anyone. You know? What's Stand By Me? That's right. Never that's heard Stand of By Me. What is that? Though? I don't know. That's is so that like a book? It is a book, yeah. Oh. oh, is that is that about the kid who goes to the all black high school or something like that? Like, oh like, yeah, Joe You Clark, smoke right? crack, don't you? Right. <laughs> well, Stand by me. <laughs> A historical research team spent three years making sure every last detail was accurate, from the signs used to promote the store's merchandise to the costumes worn by the store's employees, historical performers who make history come alive for tour groups twice an hour. My character is based on an actual blockbuster employee named Jerome, who worked there from May of 1999 to June 2000. My main responsibilities are to man the cash register and to put the movies from the return slot back onto the shelves. Yes, that magic's gone, and, and we're not going to get that feeling of the, the, the treasure we found or anything like that, or that walking through and looking at covers. I guess we'll look at the covers on Netflix. I don't know. <laughs> That's I mean, not the same. No, and no. and here, here's something that, I, I mean, I think all of us have quite large 
uh, penises. I mean, <laughs> uh, DVD or Blu-ray collections, you know, and, and we usually have them on bookshelves with the spine showing. Yeah. But I, that, that is just not the same as having them turned and having it like it, I kind of want to do this. It's going to take up a lot of room. Exactly. I, I want to turn them all. To get a bigger ha- house just for it. And have exactly. the cover and have the covers facing out because I could just stand there and just look at them, as opposed to watching something. You know, there's a certain joy. I guess it just takes me right back to the video store, but I just really enjoy that. I some and also the tangibility of holding it in your hand, too, is lost whenever you're looking at something online, as well. There's just right. something about holding it that you more just, contact. Just like Matt was saying when we did our Shining show. You remember that? When it was a big night, they went out and they rented a videotape and they came yeah. home and it was a they rented a VCR. Night. We had to rent the VCR like, for no. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that because people had to rent VCRs at first because they were so fucking pricey. I remember when all that shit. I remember the first videotape I ever rented. They were Microwave Massacre and Nail Gun Massacre. Oh, oh my God. Oh, those movies are terrible. <laughs> oh, we were so excited. It didn't matter. I, I remember buying Mechanical Animals and I remember putting it in and I was like, wow, this is so different from from the last album Manson did. And I remember all those experiences. I remember the first CD I ever bought was Weezer, the Blue Album. I remember buying tapes of the Beatles and playing them in the car on the way home, like for the soundtrack to help, I think it was, one of the ones I got, and stuff like that. Like, why would I remember such a random, stupid thing? And it's because it actually was exciting and it it meant something to you at the time. And, yeah, that's lost. No one's saying you're... You don't enjoy music uh, the same. Right. You, you could, I guess. Uh, look, uh, for example, I uh, I got into Alice Cooper in 2009, and I just wanted all of his CDs, like you know, right away. So I, I found a, a place, and I just got them all within in like two hours, and it, it was amazing to to just go through the entire catalog, and. Most of the songs were great. I remember writing down all the good ones and putting them all into one folder and all that type of shit. And it, that is an amazing experience. So I don't, I don't know, man. It's hard to really, but definitely the real life contact is better. But then you got to do the argument. What about friends? Usually you had to become friends with the people within a, a five or three mile radius of you, and. So now you had those to choose from. Half the time, you guys had nothing in common. They like this, you like that. You didn't click. And now, look, we found friends like each other from thousands of miles away or whatever. And now you get people who are right in line with your way of thinking and what you like and what you're into. And that's so much better. I think the friends I have now online are it's a far more far more enjoyable experience than the people I hung out with in my neighborhood, you know. And I never mm-hmm. met them. So, I mean, there's there's positive and negative to everything, man. It's really crazy. I'll give you that. I hear you. Yeah. But that's the difference, though. Even you at your age. You know what I'm saying? Or when you did it, I should say, in 2009. That's what I'm saying. You you downloaded it all. It isn't the same. I mean, it was an exciting moment or mm-hmm. moments when you did it. I get that. But yeah. to collect them and follow them as they were released... That's you know you know how that goes, Alex. Yeah, but I couldn't do that anyway because well, yeah, we were, made forty albums by the time I was into them. I know, I hear. <laughs> okay, I gotta black out the next six months. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna buy this album here, then I'm gonna wait eight days buy this other album. Yeah, right. All planned out. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Yo, I still remember 
when I bought, I don't know if you guys remember, but cassettes used to be white. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Jackson. When they changed to black? To no, clear. It went to cl- oh, clear was last. Clear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I, really clear. I don't even remember clear. Only Dude, clears I remember were the, the blank ones. The memory. I remember red tapes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Red, but oh, uh, uh, Paul's boutique was red. That was the first tape I ever had. That was a different color. Yeah, I thought it was the coolest fucking thing. It was cool, right? But but that was a strange thing. That primarily cassettes were white. Yeah. And then they changed over to that clear black, and I, and they smelled different too. That, that those black cassettes, they had a, a like I don't know what they did to make them, but they had a certain smell. And I could, if I think about it, I can even replicate it right now. The way they smell, this is one of those memories. <laughs> but I remember the first one. It was fucking the first one I ever bought. That was a black one. Was Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms, and I, I still remember that. Even something as insignificant as that. But I opened it up. I'm like, what the fuck? This tape isn't black or white. It's black. <laughs> But sir, you're black. Um, <laughs> hey, have you ever pulled the tape out and jerked off with it? Uh, this is uh, the part where you say no, Dave. Um, no. <laughs> okay, Dave. But thank God, Jesus. I am a blockbuster customer named Kathy. Two times a week, I travel six miles to rent and return videos. Oh, look, we're in the comedy section. What's so poignant about this time is the uncertainty. When you get to the blockbuster, are they going to have your video? Did someone else rent it? Is there going to be a line? Are the alarms going to sound when you walk out the front door? It was very difficult for the people that that lived during this era. So for the video store, Matt, you're saying that the solution, because Matt makes six figures, so he's able to do this. Yeah, yeah, tons of money. He could buy a house that's so big. That he could actually turn his collection to the front. So you're saying that's see, I I agree with you. That is what you should do. That's because yeah. you see that picture I posted of the guy's house where he has the racks that are like they come yes. down like like a was that like an A I guess. Yeah. So that both sides, you know, you can feel like at an angle, you know. That's amazing. I yeah, wish you put that down the middle of the room. You have maybe a couple coming off the sides of the walls. Some uh, some uh, posters on the walls, like yeah. of movies. Really yeah. replicate the experience. I mean, I guess you have to have an extra fucking room in your house, but if I was rich, I would have a movie theater and I would have a room like that. Oh, so you yes. have a movie theater and you have a room like that? Yeah, definitely, because I'm rich, yes. Dave's well, 40 years old and I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead of wallpaper, Matt, that's what you can use. Just Do wallpaper yeah. your walls with the fucking Blu-rays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, guys, I gotta go. I gotta start building shelves. So uh, do the rest of the show without me. I'll see you later. Goodbye. See what your yeah, girlfriend right. thinks. Just say, honey, I'm just gonna start wallpapering the entire house with with my Blu-rays. What do you think? Oh, I'm, hey. dude, I'm the man of the house. I don't ask her <laughs> shit. <laughs> really quick, while we're on the VHS sort of, because we, you know, primarily were with that. Um, do you guys are you the the kind of people who like to watch VHS like horror like on VHS? And you don't like the Blu-ray experience? You want that feeling of, like, tapes? I haven't watched the VHS since, I don't know, 2005, 2004. I once it, I went digital, I never went back. I got rid of my entire collection, which I kind of regret just as being a pseudo-collector. Mm-hmm. But, no, I've I think the, the clarity and stuff like that is, is where it's at. Right, it far outweighs the nostalgia. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have nothing but respect 
for for the medium uh, of VHS. But sadly, I'm a Blu-ray snob now. Mm-hmm, exactly. I, I can admit that, uh, and that sucks. But how about this? You guys remember the the clamshell, not the, the, those clear plastic ones, the cases? That With you the bottom? VHS? That was you open? Had, you had to squeeze and pull them yeah, out. Yeah, you squeezed them and it came out, yeah. <laughs> See, they came out later. Initially, they weren't like that. They were like, they were opened up like a book, if you will. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I thought that right. was just uh, for yeah. video stores. Right. Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Well, you bought them that way too. If you bought them from a, a you know, a, from a video you know, Walmart, store. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The VHS run, you know, but there was different type of cases, and I always thought that was good. It just popped in my head those fucking clear ones, and how, how you know how cool they were. And then, I mean, this is totally out of our genre, but those the Disney VHSs were gigantic <laughs> cases, oh, yeah. and I think we all know some person. Who collected them and they just took up so much fucking oh. room is ridiculous. They're like porno tapes. Remember how the pornos, the, the fucking box <laughs> the was box. three times the size? Like, it, it, it's the funniest. Oh, yeah. Logic. Yes, those big porno, those cardboard yeah. ones. Like, yeah. It's the funniest fucking logic on earth. Nice. The thing you would like to hide more than anything on the planet is the biggest fucking thing you could walk into a room or out of a room with. <laughs> That's why, so you don't steal them. Holy shit! Right? Is that why? That makes probably, sense. yeah. Yeah, but all you got to really steal was the cassette. Yeah, right. But the cassettes were behind the counter anyway, weren't they? Didn't you bring up the box and then they went in the back and got? Oh, the- that was the worst, man. Well, that's- it was. That's funny how every place was different in how they did that, especially the mom and pop stores and stuff like that. Some were empty cases. Some you took them the empty cardboard box with that was just filled with styrofoam. Yeah, and shit like that up there. And they yeah. had to go get them. Yeah. Yeah, and then they then they put it in a brown clamshell with a sharpie that was just written, you know, maniac cop on it <laughs> yes. and shit like that. Yeah, there yeah, was but... these things that you flipped over, and they were at um, Tops, which is like a grocery store out here, and they were just like probably eight to ten inches in height, and they were flat like plastic things, and you would flip one over the other, and you would get that, you would look it up, and I'll, I'll never forget. That's when I saw Texas Chainsaw Two. I was grocery shopping with my mother, and I saw this thing, and it said Texas Chainsaw 2. I had no idea it was even out. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then, you know, shortly after that, I, of course, rented it. But that's how I found out about it. But did you guys ever have those things? Like you, you, I don't know if, if I'm doing any justice when I explain it, but they're like hmm. hard plastic things that are just replicating the movie that you're going to rent. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, ju- uh, it's just a sleeve. It's not even a box, right? No, it's, it's just, just like, like a hard piece of plastic, yes. probably like a, an inch or two thick. With the the VHS cover on it, and you yep. just flip it over, and there's other ones beneath it, and that's how you decide what you're going to rent. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I remember that. I, I never really liked that. I no, always like I don't like picking it. up it's the box. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that and the and then when they started renting VHSs at the fucking the, the pharmacy, which you know who goes to a pharmacy to rent? Fuck, <laughs> yeah, there's got, room for that shit later. Anyway. It got so big that they even opened up a fucking thing in the back. They did photography, and then they had VHS. <laughs> That, what kind of photography was going on? <laughs> you know, like back in the 80s when you used to bring fucking uh, ro- rolls in to get developed. Oh, remember, gotcha. Remember, oh, yeah, remember that? One hour photo, if you will, but not really. Uh, oh, it was never one hour. I'd go no. back a week later. And it was right, yeah. <laughs> Actors say their job is to create a historically authentic experience. Yes, we have it, but our only copy is currently checked out. After the organized tour, visitors are allowed to move around the store, exploring the so-called living museum. It's really amazing that people had to go through so much just to get a movie. The funny thing is, do you know why VHS became king? Uh, no. 
because of porn. When porn oh, decided to go VHS. Beta. That's what you're it, talking about? That's the, how it... The beta yeah, it's how, thing? Mm-hmm, it beat beta because porn decided to go VHS, and that was the biggest industry. Uh, so I, guess, I don't know how that works. I guess... Oh, well, everybody wanted porn, so they would buy yeah. VCRs. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's how that's how they won. Porn chose yeah, the demand. VHS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back to talk about Dario Argento's Deep Red. Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana Laser will be right back. Do you like movie reviews that are insightful, fault-provoking, and delivered by somebody who's trained to critically dissect every aspect of a motion picture without ever having to use obscenities. Then you've got the wrong f-ing show. Kruger Nation Horror Podcast is ready to feed your slasher movie and exploitation needs. There'll be more blood, expletives, and titties than you can shake your grandma's beetle flaps at. Visit www.krugernation.com. Lasers, we're back, and we're continuing our rolling through the 70s with 1975, a small little film called Deep Red by Dario Argento. Uh, It stars a bunch of people that you don't know, so there's no reason to read off any of their names. No, stop, stop. (laughs) Okay, here here you go. I'll I'll, I'll do it. I'll do a few. Uh, David Hemmings plays the lead. Uh, as Marcus Daly, uh, Darla Nicolodi. Daria. Daria oh, okay. Gabrielle Lavia <laughs> pl- plays Carlo. That's the drunken friend of Marcus. Be happy, Dave? That's all I wrote down. Uh, hey, I if- was just pointing out Daria because she's a fucking. because of who she is. She's a Dario's love interest and the mother of Ozzy Argento. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No shit. Yeah, that's true. Pulling out the trivia right at the beginning. Yo, check it out. Mother of Tears, the fucking last trilogy of the fucking Three Mothers thing. They were both in it together. You know what I'm saying? Her mother, she was in there for a part, and and, and Asia was uh, a lead. Did they they have a sex scene? No. Dario Hmm. tried to talk him into it, but they (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a quick synopsis. A pianist... Witnesses the murder of a famous psychic 
Why are you obsessed with penises? <laughs> I said penis. Okay, sorry. And then teams up with a feisty reporter uh, to find the killer while evading attempts on their lives by the unseen killer bent on keeping a dark secret buried. Uh, this film is from 1975. It is a giallo, uh, and those are typically the same structurally in that you don't know who the killer is. It's all POV from the killer's point of view. So if we talk in full about this movie, we might give some stuff away. So what we're going to do is talk spoiler free. And if you haven't seen this movie and don't want it spoiled, just check out the timestamp and skip that the spoiler part, I guess, which I'll talk about later. That sounded really weird. Um, <laughs> just say at the end it's going to be spoiler time right I will announce we will announce when the spoilers are going to be yes that works. Jesus Christ have I ever done this before I mean two years <laughs> I'm going to quit I think so we're talking into a mic and like you're listening uh, that's cool right <laughs> oh man all those millions of listeners I'm just letting down jeez <sighs> yeah so anyways this is a Giallo, and I believe this is around his third or fourth Giallo film. This uh, is he, his fourth after fourth. The, the Animal Trilogy, which he broke into with. Boom. Which he, he, did, he did those like like real quick, right? Yeah, yeah. he did he did Crystal Plumage right in 70, and then he did um, Cat and Nine Tales in Four Fives and Grey Velvet, both in 71. Then he chilled out and did a comedy, and then he came back once again to make a Giallo, to make the Giallo. If I if I may be so bold, yeah, I'll say right now that, and I haven't even seen all those other films, but this is probably my favorite Argento film. I'll just say it right up front. Um, yeah, yeah, I just something about the Giallo style I love, and I think he nails it perfectly in this movie. Yeah, I I, I love any time that there's a gloved killer. Uh, that you don't know, you know, you see the killer, and they have it right here at the beginning of the movie. You see the killer like putting on gloves and and you know examining the weaponry and shit like that. I think they did the exact same thing in uh, what movie we do, Crystal Plumage, mm-hmm. uh, last year, like the exact same stuff. But it's still, I, I don't fault it for that. I still love it. Is that weird? Even killing someone through a window and looking at it. Yes, yeah. it's signature. It's signature Argento. That's what he does. That's the they, they kill somebody through a window. They usually he usually has a gloved killer as you know as the killer. The, the hero gallows. trying to remember remember clues mm-hmm. of something he saw. I mean, he, he's done it in multiple films now. And yep. Dave, you know better than I think Alex and I. He may do it in all of them. I don't know. He's done it in quite a few. I mean, he's only made. So many jallos, but but yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. He, but you know, yeah, the memory thing—he's done that right. time and time again. Do you know that it's our general himself, fucking in those scenes with the gloves? It's his hands. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what the? You can bleep, bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gave away the ending already. Oh, Jesus. Now we could talk about who got killed, right? Absolutely. Let's talk about some kills, man. I mean, there's one right here at the beginning oh. that uh, is sort of a flashback. I mean, you can tell it's exactly alluding to who the killer is going to be. I just really like the style of all this and the creepy 
weird ass children's music that's playing in the background. <laughs> How's it go, Dave? La 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 I mean, I guess if you heard that outside this movie, it'd be fine. But hearing it when someone's getting stabbed to death is just fucked up. <laughs> it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. And it dare is. I say, does this remind you a little bit of something that John Carpenter may have watched before he made Halloween with this intro? POV, kid, knife. Mm. Nothing's ringing a bell. No? White. I mean, come on. I mean, Halloween... <laughs> Deep Red ripped off Halloween. It did? That's right. Even That's though true. Deep Red was made in 75 and Halloween in 78, Deep Red ripped off Halloween. All yes. right. Everything hey, does. Hey, since we're speaking about ripping off, um, uh, in the middle of the movie during one of the kills, there's a shot that I know you guys know where it zooms in tight on the killer's eye. And because we're not supposed to know who the killer is, that's all we see. You don't see a silhouette. You don't see anything. It's just literally the eye. And it's awesome. like the exact same thing that Bob Clark did in Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. Did you guys he think totally of that? totally ripped that off. I mean, maybe it's not a ripoff, but it's like it's very effective. Billy, 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 <laughs> Billy. Yeah, but the way it was utilized here, you didn't even see it. We just saw blackness, and then we saw the eye open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great about this. But that whole sequence was just fucking incredible with that. What's her name? How about that name, by the way? I'm jumping ahead, but Amanda Rigetti. Yeah, I was going to tell you that. She was in Friday the Remake. <laughs> right. What the fuck? And how about this? The reason they kept showing you the eye is because a non-killer in the movie wore eyeliner. So it was supposed to throw you off. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to not talk about. <laughs> well, how about this? How about the eye color? The eye color was blue. The killer, when it revealed, the eye color is brown. Oh, they uh, did the switch. I disagree with you, Dave. I oh. I just kind of watched some clips of this, and I it was brown on the tight. Like in the in the opening, when the killer is putting the gloves on and stuff, and putting on eyeliner, it's it's brown. I'm not talking about that scene. I'm talking oh. about the Amanda Rigetti scene with the eye when the eye opens up in the blackness that we were just talking about. Oh, okay. Unless that we were talking know. about two different scenes. Maybe I was mistaken. Yeah, I think no. I mixed it up because I started talking about the eyeliner. No, okay, not. yeah, that's why I said eyeliner. I was like, what are you talking about? Eyeliner. <laughs> I, I was talking about the scene later with Amanda Rigetti when she's, you know, that scene where you just see blackness and all of a sudden you see the eye op- the eyelid open up and to reveal right. an eye. That eye is blue. And at the oh. end, it was brown. Man, I just think you're obsessed with the brown eye. Goddamn right. And my dick. Can we talk about our dicks? Well, well can I get credit for something real quick? <laughs> Is it going to spoil shit? <laughs> no. Okay. During Let's... the first kill, I figured out who the killer was. Now, is what? this simple to everybody, or is it just me? Because I... of the, the hair? The way the hair looked? No, the the face. Wait a it was, minute. It was so oh, awesome. Oh, yes. You saw the reveal, the picture slash yes. mirror thing? Yeah. You saw it right away. It's totally stuck. It st- uh, stood out to me. I, the first it's... time I saw this film, wow. I didn't notice it. Watching it really? this time for this, I, I did. Yeah, because I knew it was coming, so I looked for it, and it's like boom, clear as day. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I did get. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I noticed right away. So you got spoiled. That kind of sucks. Yeah, that does kind of suck. Wow, it's that takes wow. a weak effectiveness of it. You mm-hmm. know. Well, you know what I figured they uh, were doing at one point. 
when it was a false reveal with uh can we talk about false reveals? <laughs> 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 I don't think we could do a spoiler-free review. This is just impossible. Okay, so let's oh, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> the beginning's fucking brilliant. That's the that. beginning, yeah. It opens up with uh, a theater and a lecture happening with a lady who is psychic. And she can't predict the future, but she has feelings, impressions, and she can understand the present of things that you shouldn't know, which is really cool. And she all of a sudden gets overwhelmed with a sense of, I guess a murderer who's sitting in the audience and and we I love it because we see while she's freaking out we see the POV of someone get up and leave and you instantly know oh fuck you know that's the murderer Um, hey Captain Obvious sit back down (laughs) yeah and no one else thought to say anything she's she's there like saying there's something bad in the audience wait a minute yeah wait a minute hold on rewind the killer wasn't the only one that got up a few people got up, and yeah, I they run. got up to let that person out. <laughs> I think one person got up. Yeah, that's what I always took it as. Somebody got they got turned off by the fucking you know the spectacle of what she was doing, mm-hmm. and say I didn't come here for this. This is a fucking sham. You know, that's what I always got up. What about this? I hate to do this. Isn't a plot hole. I'm sure you'll have an explanation for this. This this murder that the killer originally did clearly took place about 15 years ago. So why would there be, why would those thoughts be in this lady's head at that moment? And that kill was obviously done for a really important reason in the killer's life. So it's not like this killer has a habit of killing people or or does it presently or anything. Why would there be such vibes 15 years later? And then why would the killer be so inclined to just run around uh killing it even killing the the clairvoyant lady because she got a vibe you could have just left and and that'd be the end of it no because she would have found somebody would have pieced it together and i feel like the there's more to piece together once you kill the clairvoyant now the killer's crazy and the thing that alluded to the psychic knowing that the killer was the killer this is terrible um just just left a stain on that person's you know presence you know like a dark a darkness so it's always on the killer yeah (laughs) like if you killed somebody that would never leave you you know that would probably you know you could never just brush that off i could buy that but who's to say that the killer still isn't killing that's true too and how about this there's a reason for it because of dealing with the killer. Wait, are we giving things away, Matt? That that is that is giving shit away doing. right there. Is it? Yeah. Shit, dude. I, I can't don't think do so. this. I, I can't don't think do that's this. giving shit away. Big fucking deal. That's not a reveal. Yeah. I mean, yes, we find it out later. It's one of the reveals. Yeah. It's one of the reveals, but we can't talk about it. Let's go spoilerific then. Fuck it. You gotta. Yeah, dude. This is too hard. You can't do it without it. This is too hard. Spoilers from here on out for Deep Red. Sorry for anybody who hasn't seen this movie from 40 years ago. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you're probably only listening to this because you're a fan of the movie, so fuck it anyways. Um, Yeah, so 
Alex, what so, was that thing you didn't want to save? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So in the beginning, when the you know the clairvoyant obviously blows up this chick's spot and realizes that you killed somebody 30, 15 years ago, whatever. So she's like, well, I got to get rid of you. So she goes to kill the clairvoyant. And um, when she kills her in the window and then the guy goes upstairs, the witness, he walks through the hallway and there's paintings everywhere. And um, there was a painting on, in, in, a, on the, in the left hallway and in front of that was a mirror. So <clears throat> as he's walking preoccupied you know, with the kill, with the murder, he looks to his left and he sees what he thought was a painting and w- amongst a bunch of faces was a woman's face. And to me, it stuck out extremely. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe the technology is too good these days or whatever. You know, it was a Blu-ray quality uh, viewing. So I just, to me, it was very uh, obvious. So I even rewinded it and looked at it better, <laughs> which is probably not good for me, you know, <laughs> in, in the surprise element. Um, and it, it was, and then when I saw the lady again uh, five or so scenes later I knew that that was the killer let me ask you something did you move anything or change something around or take anything away from here you crazy we're very careful not to move a thing why there's something wrong no no I mean it's just an impression maybe yeah that sucks that hmm. does suck that takes away from your whole enjoyment of the movie I would think and that's that's too bad because well no because they threw you a few curve like when the redhead chick woke up above him after the house was on fire right there I was like so wait so mm-hmm. they do they're going back to the eyeliner thing and and that face they're kind of just throw that was just a a misleading thing mm-hmm. and so I I still got that but when it eventually was revealed I wasn't crazy surprised but here's the thing about it. I don't think that that would have been a great reveal anyway because that lady didn't have a a big enough role in the movie or an important one in, in any real way for me to to kind of care and once once you saw the pictures of uh the kid and and you remember the beginning scene you you kind of figure that out anyway I think I don't think so because uh, I mean there's kind of two reveals once he figures out that Carlo, his friend, his drunken friend, was the guy who drew the picture as a young child. Uh, that's supposed to make you think he's the killer. Oh, because he has a knife in his hand. Exactly. And he may have even killed uh, the girlfriend, uh, Gianna, or stabbed her. She survives. But uh, I even think that he maybe stabbed her to try and protect his mother. You're yeah, supposed to think so. that. And then right. there's another twist on top of that. Which is, he's not the killer, he's just trying to protect the real killer, his mother. Can you believe that even though I saw her face, when that reveal happened and his head exploded, that I <laughs> forgot? That was so jarring that I forgot about the the beginning of the movie and I thought it was over? Yeah, it, that's exactly <laughs> what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to feel like the climax. Exactly. It was... So, yeah, that's Maybe crazy it that it still worked. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sometimes when I'm drunk, I expand into genius. What was that? Okay, since we're talking full-on movie, uh, one of the cool things 
there's a couple little red herrings that are maybe not red herrings. Maybe they're Easter eggs. I don't know. At one point, Marcus, the main character, the pianist, is trying to find his friend Carlo. He goes. He talks to his mother. She says, no, he's at this address. He goes to the address. He's there with his boyfriend. But he comes in. Carlo, he says, you caught me red-handed. Oh, look who's here. Caught me red-handed, huh? Good old Carlo. He's not only a drunk, but a faggot as well. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Come Come on, pull yourself together. And this time I thought, oh, that's them pointing out that he's the killer. He clearly was talking about being with a man, but... No, I thought you said you caught me brown-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I was elbow deep in this bitch. <laughs> there you guys go again. <laughs> Everything gotta go back to sex. Mm-hmm. You can't even talk about a movie from 1975 without talking about sex. <laughs> and make references to being gay. Another yeah. line I thought was cool that I just want to point out is whenever the second kill happens and there's all the fucking birds in the house. Um, I don't really know who some of these characters are, but the old lady is talking to the young woman who gets murdered about the birds and how they're uh, squawking all the time and stuff like that. And she says, it's like having a madman in the house. I just thought that was a really cool line because the next scene, she gets killed by a yeah. madman, quote unquote. Amanda Rigetti. That That's who it was. Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole fucking sequence is just incredible. And the birds, that's something else that our general always puts in his film. Yeah, a thing with the birds. Much like Hitchcock, for that matter. I think it may, it may have even been intentional, because Hitchcock did the same thing. What is a nanolaser? Hmm. I don't know, Darnell. What's up, guys? This is uh, Martin Henderson. Uh, thanks for reading my email on The Exorcist Show. Really enjoyed it. The show is getting better, basically, with each episode. Um, Matt, Daisy, and Alex, you guys have amazing chemistry and individual insights. And the perspective that you bring, uh, I think, really elevates the show. My question concerns the Amanda character who uh, dies in scolding hot tub water. Do you believe that maybe John Carpenter or Rick Rosenthal were inspired by this death scene after its use for its use in Halloween 2? Just a question. To ponder. Keep rocking, Banana Boys. Martin Henderson, out. I'm so damn drunk I can't even remember. You go on the way you are. She won't last very long. Says I want to last. Can we talk about his direction in the film? Because oh, it is fucking Terrible, amazing. I know. Get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit. Dude, it was horrible. Oh, shut the fuck up. Uh, any, like, he moves the camera so much. He keeps... Many times he keeps the, the shot the same, but it'll be in frame and he'll just move it down or up or to the side swiftly to kind of bring you more into it. And just little things like that at the beginning of a scene or during a scene is awesome like another one was whenever it opened up into the theater yes and it went through the curtain Uh, it's just the 
simplest of things, but it just opened up this world and made it luxurious to look at. It's incredible. It's fucking... Something as simple as that one shot with items on a table. Oh, is fucking, that is amazing. Right. It's Because of direction, because of the cinematography and the score all happening at once. Showing items on a fucking table, the way it was filmed, and the music that's playing everything else is something amazing. Who would think that? Items on a fucking table. It's just, it's just sick. Uh, just throughout, it, it does, it doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. His direction's just fucking top notch and it's horrible. <laughs> okay, so the score was done by Goblin. <laughs> I can't help. It's funny how <laughs> these guys ripped off the music that we used for our Sundown Sax commercial. Can you guys fucking believe that? I'm like, we, they ripped that shit off. Help us help you. We're Sundown Sax. Murder is never easy to commit, but when you use a sack, it helps out a little bit. Sounds like a, a bunch I, of hacks ripping uh, off our sax commercial. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> should be getting checks for this. No, I, I want to talk about... Um, uh, there's a couple different versions of this film out there. There's uh, the Italian version that's about 20 minutes longer than the U.S. version. <laughs> and I watched both for this uh, recording. And I'm here to tell anybody out there who hasn't seen either version, watch the shorter version. All Same. the other stuff that is added in is fucking <laughs> not good. It's fucking boring, essentially. And it's cut scenes that, that were cut yeah. by Dario for a reason. Yep. <laughs> That's what they were. That's exactly what, what, what this is. It, director's cut scenes a lot of times you buy a blu-ray or what have you and this is a deleted scene and you look and some of most of them you you understand why it fucking it wouldn't <laughs> do good with the narrative it would slow it down or what have you it's stuff that dialogue that really isn't integral to the fucking the plot in any way shape or form and people decided to tip to put it all back in the film and say oh this is the uh this is the real profundo russo the italian no. version and watch it and and I agree with Matt. I watched it for the first. I was so jazzed when I fucking got that Blu-ray last year. I said, "Holy!" Because I didn't. I didn't even know if I realized it. And I put the blue in, and it said, "And it said Profondo Russo." Bert. And I said, "What?" And I told my wife, "I go, I'm fucking psyched! Oh my god!" And I watched this movie with my wife, and I feel bad because she got fucking cheated out of a great movie mm-hmm. because it drags. And, it drags. It yeah. overuses the score as well. Yes, it um, does. <laughs> Because the, the songs are great, and oh. I feel like the style of it fits in perfectly, but there's a lot of scenes, especially about the hour 15, hour 20, where it's just the main character wandering around a house for about 10 minutes, and they're just playing this, this, these two songs over and over again, and it fucking, you feel it. It drags. Is that what they were playing? <laughs> Yo, that song fucking sucks. I mean, that's not scary at all. It's not even scary. <laughs> the score is fucking tremendous regardless, though. The instruments that this that Goblin uses, there, there's so many different instruments that come into play here. Don't tell me anyone has a problem with the score. I don't. It just became labored when I watched the longer oh, version. Yeah, yeah, and the longer version, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the shorter version, no problem at all. It's funny because it's so jazzy and so up-tempo that you would think it would not give you any tension in the scenes, but it really does. It's just the whole style of it. 
it's great. And they do, they just did, like I said, they use different instruments and they try different, there's, there's, there's stuff, stuff with pianos and horns. Then there's other stuff and they're using that. They're doing shit like that. <laughs> Synthesizers you know? and shit. Yeah. yeah. Then they're doing mm-hmm. fucking big drums. It's a part of it is a few parts that are, are pretty reminiscent of Suspiria. Just, just a little taste of, of what's to come with Suspiria, but it's definitely reminiscent of it. They, they do all kinds of different stuff. It's fucking, yeah, I think this score it. is better than Suspiria, and that probably helps it solidify it as my f- favorite Argento over Suspiria, I think, is the score. Wow, no shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, 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 I can't knock the score. It's fucking, like I said, it's amazing. I just, I don't know. Suspiria is um, a different experience entirely for me. It's more than a movie. It's an experience. Wow. That's just me. We'll get to it when we get to it. And, Whatever. Although everyone does like to make the comparison. It, it seems that everybody, not everybody, but it seems 90%, dare I say, well, well, what's your favorite Argento? It's it's almost everyone answers Deep Red or Suspiria. Suspiria, yep. That's usually what people answer, and, and it's a fair comparison to make. I have to watch both again, but I can tell you, I've watched a lot of Dargerio Argento, in the last like year, thanks, that... Dave. <laughs> yeah, and um, I saw what was that? I saw you saw uh, Bird, Bird. I saw um, pneumonia. I saw <laughs> Deep Red. I saw Pearl, uh, per- Crystal Plumage Bird. Um, and what was one more? Oh, uh, Suspiria. And you're gonna and see more. For I'm missing one more. No, I said you're going to see more. Okay. And uh, the best one, pneumonia was good, but because I had Pleasance in it, it yeah, was pretty funny. But um, <laughs> the best one had to be Deep Red to me. It, it had the most impact, and even though I really like Suspiria, um, I think I have to watch that again and not during the daytime. Aha, uh-huh. mm-hmm. right. Suspiria is something, in my opinion, that you immerse yourself into. Yeah, it's like being put into a fucking a snow globe like a different world and shaking up and fucking everything going on at once. It's its own little world to me. It no, you're right. Is an incredible fucking jello. Probably the best jello there is ever made ever. And I can't Even knock better it. than Friday one. Why would I knock it? Well, Friday one is obviously inspired by this. <laughs> yeah. Just That's like what Halloween. my girlfriend said. We watched this last night and she's like, Oh, so this is like Friday the 13th. <laughs> like, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I that's what's a- great about jellos. They, they were the, you know, the slasher genre owes to, to the Jallos as well and to our general and, and company, you know? And what about this movie totally ripped off Halloween 2 with the <laughs> drowning the girl in the hot water? Dude. <laughs> what a ripoff. <laughs> I had no idea that t- uh, tap water could get that hot. <laughs> like, holy it can, shit. though. I'll tell you that. It can't. I, I have used tap water. And I have a. I'm one. Of I the, cook in tap water. I, cook, I, I just heat it up. And cook. You just put the chicken right under the tap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a really sick, ridiculous high tolerance to heat and to hot water and anything hot. Like I can put a lighter under my hand and hold it there probably longer than anybody. You know, I, in hot water, I take steaming hot showers. Hot heat never bothers me. I'm all it's about fucking heat. But I have I, I have used a few sinks in my day that the fucking <laughs> water was hot as fuck that even caused me to go, ow, you know? So some do, some do. So I believe this team could hmm. fill. Oh, but then again, let's let's not shortchange it. 
the steam was from the fucking bathtub, not the sink. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's all tap water. I mean, hey, e- guys, even then. Oh, sorry. Do you guys know what he wrote on the tile? Because I saw a word, but I didn't rewind it. I just let it go because I figured that's what I was supposed to see. Did, did, did he write the guy's name or the, the girl's he, name? He did, but they didn't reveal it on screen. It What we saw on screen was just it was or something like that. Right. And that's and, all we're, we're supposed okay. to see. And there was more. There was the name. It said, you know, whatever. But... It was? She, when I, she, she spelled out it was. <laughs> I think that's all she said. guys don't know who killed me, the person who killed me was, oh, I'm dead. Oh, well. Here's really? what I think. I think it just basically said the gender of the killer. That's what I think. Hmm. I thought the cop knew for he sure did know, after that. But maybe he deducted by... But see, he wasn't that far along, so I guess not. Because no, I mean, he, he called the guy to tell him who it was, but he didn't answer his phone. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Mark found out later by his his, his investigation in the book and the the, the rhyme and everything else. So well, why? Yeah, I guess you wouldn't know. call the cops right away when you find out who it was. Though. Why would you call this guy, the witness? Why wouldn't you call a cop? Yeah, <laughs> it's Rome. You know they do things differently. <laughs> you know, fuck. He felt fucking obligated because this guy was uh, so into it, volunteering his time. Okay, here's here's the problem I got with the movie. Maybe it's not a problem. I just didn't grasp, and I rewinded the whole thing when the guy's in the in the in some kind of place where you eat, and the guy's doing the steaming coffee next to him when he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I just zoned out or something. I don't have any idea how this guy even knew about Amanda Rigetti or what she has anything to do with this. And I don't either. Said, Okay, so what was that? He got the information from Gianna. That's what he was calling her for. Mm-hmm. What information? What did he ask her? Yeah, I don't get it. It all came about because of the book. Who discovered the book? Was the book discovered at this point or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he called her. He was asking her something, an address or a name. No, it mm-hmm. couldn't have been a name. Was it something about geography, about where something is located possibly? Now, what book are you talking about? I don't. The, the nursery rhyme, the fucking, and, and the book of the. Uh, that's what. Maybe the book that him led about. him to the villa. Yeah, the scary ghost books. The fucking. Oh, okay. Amanda yeah. Rigetti was the author. <laughs> oh, oh, she wrote it. She wrote the book, so she had to have known the urban legend or the the ghost story or whatever it was. So that's why the killer killed her. I never knew that. So she would know kind of who the killer was, I guess. Yes, because she was privy to the house. Oh wow, that's yeah. crazy! I never. It's funny oh. how some of these Italian films, you know, shit doesn't translate or just, just is not clear, you know, especially with Argento. So that's well, why cool. I find subtitles help. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everything, but especially I would not miss out on something like this. It definitely helps with the exposition. Well, why didn't that lady who wrote the book tell everybody who the killer was? She didn't know that it was that she was a killer at the time. She mm-hmm. wasn't aware of this was even happening. All she did was write a book years ago. And show her house in the book. Because of the ghost shit and the fucking... It was a, a legend. The music and the fucking... The ghost. Mm-hmm. People thought it was a haunted house. It was just one of those things. And okay. she went into the background of somebody being murdered there. I don't think she... She probably thought that it was uh, Carlo that actually did the killing. <clears throat> he kind of took the rap for it, it seems, mm-hmm. right? Well, because nobody went away for it. You know what I mean? This guy gets fucking whacked, and, and nobody hey, 
gets arrested. Well, well I think Carlo it? took the blame, and when Carlo drew the pictures, he drew himself as the killer, and we're led to believe that a kid did the killing. So I think he took the rap. Oh, so he didn't go to jail because he can't be tried as an adult. Right, or maybe the mother convinced him, or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, what was the body that Marcus found in the villa? Was that the the father? Oh, yeah, that's right. The body was hidden. Right, so nobody really knew he was dead. So there was no body. So how could it be haunted? Yeah, why was the house haunted? That's right. I forgot that. Because after people moved out, some things happened. That, that part of the fucking of the plot, I forgot exactly what it was. It was just because uh, the playing of the song right. repeatedly and nobody really understanding why or where it was coming from, I believe. So it really was haunted. The, the ghostly echoes of that <laughs> song that played that day really echoed throughout the house and nobody was there, so they figured it was haunted. So it was. I don't want to say for certain. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either that or it's they still live there and she continued to play that song. That was well, something did... I really liked, though, about the style of the killer was that she did that. Like, I got to get in the mood of killing. Like, so I got to amp myself up, man. I got I'm you know, okay, crank up the Megadeth or whatever. If I can play this children's <laughs> song. That was cool. I like that. Wow, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like she, it would be like Michael Myers walking around with a tape player, like when he wants to go kill people. (laughs) He's like the kid in Iron Eagle. He has to put on fucking rock music to fucking fly the jet. He's like Data, where he put the James Bond music and he like went through the the door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they just gotta go through the door now. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches of power. Pitches of power. <laughs> How about a real funny fucking moment, man? When when the fucking glass lands on this guy's face. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I rewinded that like three times. Oh, that was so funny. I have to bring something up because of that. Now, did you guys see the scene before where the window closed on its own and the glass kind of tilted forward? No. And then ten minutes later, or later when he came back, that's when the glass fell on him. So the killer was either already there, or the place is truly haunted. I, I think that's a difference in the cuts of the film because on the shorter cut, it cuts out entirely the part that I'm referring to, where the window you see him walking by, it's got the sh- overhead shot, and the window closes on its own, and the glass yeah. kind of tilts forward. Which I don't is, recall that. Yeah, I don't that's, recall that either. May it's have not in the short version. Oh, it's not? No. Mm-mm. Well, then what the fuck? We didn't watch the short version. Well, that's what... Yeah, but <laughs> it's, <just> easy. <laughs> it's strange in that the killer wasn't there. I don't believe so. She seemed to be everywhere, dude. Well, yeah, that's yes, true. Yes, it's true. Well, keep in mind, it's her and Carlo doing things. So, who knows what's what? And who's oh, it's a, it's, so Scream ripped this movie off. Yeah. Right. And Bird with the Crystal Plumage did it as well. If you remember, there was there was two. One was trying to cover up for his wife. Oh, yeah. But he oh, wasn't yeah. actually doing cleaning. He was covering up. So this is similar to that. In that and that's, well, in more than one respect because they're both shallows. But still, that's it's one. It's also a curveball. It's just another curveball. It's another similarity to, uh, that they had with, with Bird. But whatever. It could have been. So who knows? It could have been either one of them.
Good evening. Hi, everybody. Jana Brett. Yes, Captain. Okay, who told you about this? I have my own sources. As it happens, the victim was rather famous around here. In fact, I was listening to one of her lectures this very afternoon. What was she into, anyhow, huh? She was a, a kind of magician. She could read people's thoughts. How about Halloween? How about the sewing needles? Once again. I, that's what I was thinking. Right. They st totally stole from Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Tell me you didn't think of fucking L Laura Strode in that fucking scene. Yeah, Laura was I think definitely... It was, yeah. I think I think the yarn was the same color and everything. Right, and she had a blue shirt on like Laura. You see? <laughs> Wait, isn't it Laurie Strode? And you guys think you're Halloween fans. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. I was waiting for somebody to come. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not a Halloween fanboy. You're not a Michael Myers fanatic. <laughs> Jesus. If it was Jason Voorhees, I would know every character in that series. I'm the Michael Myers fanatic, and I don't approve of this message that these guys are putting out there. <laughs> you guys want to have some Indian wrestling later in the lounge? What's that? <laughs> that's what fucking. That's what Gianna proposed to Mark when they were doing arm wrestling. Oh, like scissoring. <laughs> what are we lesbians? <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. Have you ever seen Indian arm wrestling referred to as Indian wrestling before? No, I is think... that what she was talking about? Yeah, remember, I... don't you remember the arm wrestling scene? Yeah, I do, yeah. but I don't remember her calling it that. Yeah, she called it Indian wrestling. Yeah. No, she was saying, let's give each other Indian burns and see who could take That's why she put her forearm out. And then he said, no, let's arm wrestle, I thought. No, she, her term was Indian wrestling. That's what it was called. Okay, I'm going to push your arm down, then you push my arm down, and then we Jesus see who's the stronger Christ. person, and then we go get a blueberry squishy at my uh, squidgy shop. No, it's more of the teepee Indian, man. Come on, don't be so racist. Teepee's on my bunghole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Women are weaker. Oh, right. Jesus. I think that a woman's got to be independent so oh, she can... Oh, don't start with me about all that woman stuff. It is a fundamental fact. Men are different from women. Women are weaker. Well, they're gentler. They're what? Weaker? Yeah. Gentler? <laughs> <laughs> So that was fun and playful. That was okay. But it, in your version, Matt, they fucking took that and they just ran. It was so long, and there's scenes with them in the car together that yeah. that's like five minutes long of them talking. I mean, it's it's okay, but Too when bad. you're sitting down and watching the full movie, it's just like it doesn't need to be there. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not necessary. No. Straight up. Well, but how, I, do, how, I do like their flirtation, and she's yeah. trying to... <laughs> clearly trying to sleep with him mm -hmm. and and yeah. he's putting her off yeah right totally it's great no yeah, jason I, like I have to focus on jason <laughs> right i gotta find this killer i have Tommy no time Jarvis. for sex it says here i put a chain around his neck and i put him at the bottom of the lake and we're done dude friday six stole from this movie the chain around the neck right, and, right. <laughs> oh my god yes. i was it just kidding burned. 
but still, nonetheless. <laughs> wow. I they, like her. Everything. The guy's more interested in the killer than the chick. I do That's like crazy. her. I like her. Oh, I yeah. In this movie a lot. I love her whole attitude, and she's cute, and mm-hmm. she's fun. She, she seemed like a dirty birdie, though, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like yeah, her. Exactly. That's, yeah, because she was so willing to to sleep with him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I like her. I like girls like that. But how how elaborate is this killer now? This guy is in the house. Uh, the guy, not the 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 guy, the witness, but the other guy with him. I don't even know what the he. Cop. Is. Okay, yeah, the cop. And all of a sudden, this puppet doll <laughs> comes walking over, and I don't know what he was going to do to the guy when he got there, but just comes charging the guy, and then the guy slices his head, and he falls down. How? Is that possible? And yeah. what was the reason for? Uh, because it looked fucking awesome. That's why. <laughs> Dude, it was amazing. It looked yeah. so... I want a gif of that oh, puppet amazing. just coming at you like that. Yeah. Like, it was. It seemed to be floating on air, which mm-hmm. was right. weird in itself. And that the laugh, the face. <laughs> it had like a it had like a butler's tuxedo on, like it was you know gonna serve him a drink. Yeah. You know, well obviously. Saul ripped it off. It, it's a Billy thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, big time. But I knew that. I read that when we covered Saul way back when that the killer in Saw has black gloves when it was Zep, not when it was Jigsaw, of course. But Wait, it was inspired by this thing? Well yeah, because Jigsaw yeah, Billy was inspired by the doll in this movie. And the black gloved killer was on our general staple, and, and they did that in Saw as well. Because apparently James Wan was a, or is an Argento fan. So, and Pee Wee Herman named his puppet Billy Baloney. Holy <laughs> shit! Mind blown. You ever bop your baloney? But um, I think that scene was awesome. I mean, incredible. We all, sure. Uh, and who gives a fuck? Why? Because the woman's fucking demented and fucked up. Why not do it? How's that? And She's also. She would have to let the puppet loose and then run around all the way to the other side of the room on the outside of the house and <laughs> then jump through at him. Yeah, it's like maybe maybe her and her son were working together on that one. Maybe, but it's a distraction. And, I mean, obviously we see how it works. It was obviously electronic because when it's fucking bashed in half, you see the fucking gears moving and whatnot and the thing's moving. So <laughs> Yeah, and... <laughs> How about when the killer is throwing this guy around and bashing his oh, teeth into the oh corner? Oh. <laughs> oh, that makes me cringe. Definitely. Oh man, it's awesome, but it's fucking yes, it's cringeworthy for sure. Mm-hmm. And the and, it stabs in the back of the neck. Oh, it's sick. It's a great see. There are two amazing sequences with those, those two kills: Amanda Rigetti and the cop. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. just amazing fucking. You know, it was incredible. Shot, the music, the fucking, the zoom, everything about it, and the fucking, the the brutality of it. Well, you want to talk about brutality? How about when fucking Carlo gets hooked by that (laughs) fucking truck at the end? Like, what the fuck? Dude, that whole sequence was insane. But they stole from Toxic Avenger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's got stolen the other way around this time? (laughs) Do you remember how... How, uh, yeah, they stole it from Toxic Avenger because Toxic yeah, Avenger, Bozo. yeah, Bozo ran over a kid's head and it, it smashed like a glass bottle. Mm-hmm. 
So oh, his death was great too, Carlo. Oh, Argento stole that. Fuck. But yeah, it was amazing, man. Oh, it was. Is um when he's just being dragged around, you think that's gonna be it, but then the fucking him getting his head crushed too. Just now, did you oh. feel bad for the kid? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit. He didn't do anything yeah. wrong. How could you not feel bad for yeah. him? He was just trying to be a good son. Well, he was going to kill the, the witness, and he tried to kill the chick. He didn't want to kill anybody. He just detained them. That's why the witness, that's why his friend Mark wasn't killed in the first place. That's why he just knocked him out and, and set a fire. Oh, yeah. Knowing that fucking, if there's a fire, someone's going to call somebody. Right. So it was a warning. He was trying to get him to stop. He even said it to him, you know? Just fucking clear out and forget about it. So he wanted him to have a you know a brush with death, and say, okay, well, okay, enough's enough now. What the fuck? I mean, come on, I almost just died in the fucking fire of his house, and the killer is on to me and everything else. So, and the stabbing of Gianna, yes, that could kill you. I mean, uh, we find out that it doesn't kill her, but I think that that was you know they were done protectively. But then again, what does he give a fuck about the Gianna girl? Honestly, he's friends with Mark. Yeah, Mark's got that dick that he wants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> speaking of that dick, hold on a second now. Um, do you guys know that the remember when they go to uh, Carlo's uh, lover's house, the the transvestite? Mm-hmm. That is actually a woman. It's not a man in drag. What? I was hoping that. Yeah. Because when you jerked off, you don't want to feel guilty. Yeah, I was like, that is the Wait. hottest guy I've ever seen in my life. He had a mustache. They put a fake mustache on him? I don't know or exactly her? what they did, but it's a woman. Her name is Geraldine Hooper. Huh, that's like a guy playing Zelda in Pet Cemetery. Is this true? Yeah, that was a guy. It's a guy? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, you learn something new every day on Banana Laser. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're here to edumacate. <laughs> How about the opening scene with the glass and how the glass was stuck to the back of her fucking neck? That was great. Just, ugh. Just imagine pulling that shit out. Ugh. Every kill was great. How about that red blood, Alex? That I really liked. Are you serious? You've come around? Oh, yeah, I loved it. No, no. I think you're wrong. It wasn't the same as, uh, that wasn't that bright red paint. Mm, That was totally legit. It was a little (laughs) bit deeper red. Yeah. Huh? Huh? He said it, guys. We have a wiener. I can't believe that you even are insinuating that it was the same type of blood. I don't think it was the same, but I don't think it was realistic. Oh, sure. Yeah, wait. Well, maybe I was just, I was expecting the paint, so I was so happy. Maybe that's another reason I really like the movie, too. It was, was, uh, you know, because like I said, when I watch these movies, I get lost. And then once I see that paint, I'm like, oh, I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. But this time, I was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm, it's working. You know, it's uh, maybe a couple shades different than the 80s blood, but yeah, I thought it was just fine. Hmm. Wow. See, cool. it, it looks like typical Italian blood to me. It doesn't look like it's uh, really that far out. But then again, Alex, how many Italian, how much Italian blood have you seen? Oh, like four or five movies already. And do you think that this looks significantly different, different than yeah. the other stuff? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe we'll do a screen uh, shot comparison. Yeah, why not? Let's discuss it further. That's <laughs> no harm. This is, this is 18 parts uh, red, and this is 18 <laughs> Well, this is more burgundy over here. Hmm. How about well, how that about... old lady when she says, who is the killer? And then, Remember that old lady that was cleaning up at the house? Yeah. And she says, 
Well, a maniac, of course. It's always a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? A maniac. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's something. That's a, that's another staple of our general. He always has these quirky type characters. I didn't think there was enough. I was going to come. No, there wasn't enough. Ding it for enough. that. It needed. He needed a best friend or another friend who was like, you know, not sorrowful or who was goofy or quirky in some way. Remember the one guy who would who'd bang his girlfriend in front of you while he was talking to you? <laughs> in uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Oh, that's right. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, that was good. We're going to well, have Carlos sex mother. now. Hey, you can stay if you want, but yeah, I, mean, I, I don't want to be rude. But... I guess Carlos Carlo's mother was, was like yeah. that, yeah. A pianist. All that fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, she thought he was an engineer multiple times. Yeah, you're, you're, you're forgetting about her because of the end result. You know? Right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So I guess there's at least two characters. Yeah, this was incredible, man. This movie is amazing. Uh, so is this? Uh, so this is his best. So I guess I'm not saying anything new, right? Because everybody says this is his best one. No, like I said, that's not true. Yeah. Or Suspiria, just those two, though, right? For the like, I would say uh, most people. Yeah, I would say ninety percent, and maybe I'm not being yeah. generous enough. Well, he's made like fifteen movies, so. I'm not saying anything new if I'm saying this. You know, there's only two that they say. The card no. player. <laughs> Dracula 2000. No, no he didn't make that one. Says. That was Wes Craven, I think. <laughs> oh, I thought that was this guy. Dracula 3D. Is, is that oh, 3D. Oh, okay. Easy one to mess up. How about at the end, before the credits roll, is uh, it says on screen, you've been watching... Deep yeah. red. Classic. You, know why? you know what they're trying to tell you? That fucking amazing goddamn experience. Guess what it was, bitch? Deep red. Remember yeah. that shit. It's awesome. It's has it's he like, done that in other films? I feel well, like yeah, Suspiria. He did that on that one. Okay. He did it in Suspiria. He I'm pretty sure he did it on Four Flies. I'm pretty sure he did it with Inferno. Yeah, that, that's something he does. It's cool. I love it. Oh, it's great. See, I, I was I, it always reminds me of Suspiria. Because that was the first time I saw it. You know, Suspiria was the first Argento I saw. So, Suspiria. I always go back to that, you know. You have been watching Suspiria. Because, <laughs> like I say, watching that movie is a fucking, it's an event. You know, so, you know. I am so big in Argento after watching this. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep randomly playing this. <laughs> did, did the lead guy, Mark, remind you of anybody? Hmm. No. Yes, the the priest and exorcist. <laughs> Father Marin or Chief Father Karras. <laughs> uh. Oh, he did look like Karras. Is that what you're gonna Ew. say? No, actually, he looks like Paul two McCartney. People. Yes, Paul McCartney is the person he looks like. Yes, what? And, and that's, that, that's the obvious one. <laughs> but he reminds me, and I, I figured it out this time. He reminds me of fucking Stewie from a from the Family Guy. Because <laughs> of his shaped head. That's who he looks like. Yes, Jesus and he's fucking Christ. English. He's like, you know, what the deuce? <laughs> which which I, one? I, is I know, Stewie? I know. When I went in that house, <clears throat> and I saw a face in the mirror. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't, doesn't he remind you of Stewie a little bit? Which one is Stewie? The dog? The baby? The kid? The yeah? The football head? Yes. Yeah, football head. What? It looks like him, I'm telling you. Put up a fucking a split screen somehow. Put up that guy and put up Stewie. And it's fucking, you got it. What the deuce? Get, Get on it, lasers. Post it on the Facebook group page. Do you think, okay, how about this? Don't you think everything really, I mean, I hate to say this. I'm not making fun convenient? of it. 
Yeah, everything Except like everything really though. Really convenient. For Hitchcock was the same way. All the Jowls, all these fucking murder mystery type movies, they always are. That's the only knot you could have, but that's why they're movies. But I know what you're like, saying. Think, of, think about it. A, a guy, it's, for what we know, a guy kills a girl in a window. From there, how do you even get to this book? How do you get to this song? How do you get to this place? How do you get to this uh, uh, Amanda Rigetti? How do you get to, to... I mean, I don't know. So there's so many levels and this wall and... I know it sounds even saying it, it didn't sound that hard to do, but but I don't know. It just seemed I would never have done any of that stuff. I, I don't think. Well, it's like reading a fucking uh, a novel by fucking Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, I read every one of them. Why? What happened? <laughs> Bugs Meany did what? The same type of shit, but they're fun. It's fun to see the mystery unfold along with the lead. You know? Yeah, but he always knew that Bugs was up to something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're forgetting. <laughs> But that's the fun of these kind of movies. And yes, I mean, you can say that about all of them. Some things are a little bit too convenient. Yeah. Right. Hitchcock movies, too. All of them. It's just, you know, it's the nature of the game, but that's just the kind of movies they are. It's, it no, is what it it's, is. It's all right. Yeah, but no, here, I knew that's what you were going to get at. Because like he found the fucking song. Like, I just, how do you find that song? It's what just you amazing. How did you find it? The guy was playing it. No, he... He didn't know the name until he sort of found the name or something in the store. Like, I, never, it doesn't matter. But it was just, there's some weird things. I just said, how did he do that? It doesn't matter. Well, that song is incredible. That fucking lullaby. My God. Uh, did Goblin write that too? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Goblin. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I mean, fuck. From the first shot to the fucking end, I'm just, you know, I'm so into it. Oh yeah. The first scene, like like Matt was saying before, with the, uh, you know, when they're in the theater and just the fucking way it's shot, mm-hmm. it's just through the curtains, like he said before, and everything's red at first. At first, you think it's going to be really colorful, like Suspiria, because everything seems to be red in that theater. It was just a coincidence, but it's just shot so damn well. It's just one thing after another, and like I said, the fucking the score, just wow. everything. Another thing I love is the. What, the blue bar, right? It's this little side bar place. Like, I want to hang out at that place. <laughs> Anytime they were in front of that place by the fountain in that little area, yeah. I just, I felt like I wanted to be there. It's weird. They all look great, don't they? That's another thing about our general in his movies. Just the set pieces and the fuck, and where things are shot. They're just so fantastical, and there's always something to catch your eye. Like, even that big statue in the fucking, in, you know? When they're outside that thing. No, oh, well, yeah, with the cock. You couldn't yeah. tell there was a cock sticking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I think it was his tail. I don't know what it's anything. It was just a humongous statue. I can't even tell you. I guess it was a guy, right? No, but I, I agree with Matt. When I, I saw the deadlights, I wanted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus. Okay, well, let's do my favorite part of any movie discussion. And give some ratings, unless Get you guys want. Get out of it! Get out of it! That's your favorite part. Pull the plug. Yep. Unless you guys want to do a favorite kill. Oh, oh. not. We gotta have our bananas. sure. Okay. Um, uh, favorite kill, banana split. Dave, you go first. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I am gonna go with the, the 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 police or the investigator, whatever his name was. Oh, the, the guy, teeth. the teeth, and then the stabbing in the, the neck. The teeth and the stabbing. I mean, like I said, there's two great sequences. That one and the Rigetti. 
But ultimately, I like the teeth thing makes me cringe a lot, and the knife in the back of his neck is pretty fucking badass. It's tough though. There, there's a lot of great kills, but I'm looking at it as a sequence and the way it's set up and the fucking mm-hmm. the dowel coming out and everything happening. So that that makes it for me that that's what makes it the best one. But it's really hard to go wrong. I mean, they're all great kills. I think there's five kills. I think, and they're all pretty great. Um, I, I like the the opening kill, stabbing the father in the in the shoulder in the back of his shoulder. That was the best, man. And then the kid picks up the knife, and he's like, "Fuck yeah!" That was just great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, that was actually terrible. It was really not good. They probably should have reshot yeah. that. Yeah, they did that for a reason, though. Yeah, yeah. I know. it was art. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so no, seriously, because of the amazing air walking doll. The entire sequence, uh, like Dave just said, of the cop getting his teeth smashed in is just... There has to be. I mean, they overall, the surrounding, the whole thing has to be the best part. But then, you you know, it's hard, though, because the, the gay drunk having his head smashed after yeah. being dragged, that's... It's a real toss-up. It's, t- it's almost like you think that's the better kill, but the other one is so more... So, uh, so more... Uh, so more... I don't know if that's a word, but more artistic. So much more. I'm missing the word much. It's so much more artistic that. Uh, it's even worse. <laughs> Dude, I, I've been up all, all day. Um, I would say, yeah, I agree. The puppet, that kill with the cop, that whole sequence is amazing. One of the best in the film. But if it's going for just looking at the kill and the excitement of it, I would have to say. When Carlo gets run over, or first dragged, and then run over, that th- that entire thing was just that was a rush, and that you knew as soon as he got grabbed that it was going to escalate into something crazy. It didn't know it was going to get his head run over, but you knew it was going to be something. I mean, just dragging a body behind a truck is going to lead to some crazy what shit. What about when he banged so. his head against the curb? <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, you know, and, and that excited me, whereas I felt, you know, I felt for the cop whenever he got his teeth smashed and all that stuff. I felt that, but this, that ending kill, I was just excited <laughs> kind of to see all that happen. So I, I'm going to say that one. That's my banana split. It was great. It was yeah. great. They, they were, like I said, it's great. It, it can't it's go great. Wrong. It's all great. Yeah, the Rigetti was really good too. Great setup. It was just trumped a little bit for me with the, with the, the whole setup with the with the cop. But that was great too. Don't just pass that one over. That shit was great. I mean, ultimately with the the burning, I think that looked better definitely than Halloween all all, all around. Even the after effect of oh, it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But it was a scary setup. Everything when she's there. Remember that doll's hanging in her fucking in her kitchen. Someone hangs a doll. That's fucking creepy. Dude, how about this? As soon as she sees it, she touches it. The head falls off. Mm-hmm. That's alluding to the mom at the end getting her head fucking cut off. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. Dad. Mm-hmm. Very good. That was a cool scene, too. Uh, I think the effects for the first scene and the last scene, because of the age we're in now with the blue, they don't look quite as great as they once did. Right. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, Tom Savini wasn't there. I wish he would have done a fucking a movie with her channel like this, but not to be. Nope. But Why, is Argeno dead? No, no, he's not dead. But Savini's not doing makeup anymore anyway. No. So. Yeah. What? He's just he doing that stupid school? He hasn't in years. He does that. He acts. He, you know. 
Does a lot of acting. Fuck he hasn't me. done effects since the nineties. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-mm. What else does he do? We oh, you just said acts a lot. Does a lot of acting. Fucking bit. Yeah, he was a, he was amazing in Lost Boys too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's Tom fucking Savini. He does he can do whatever he wants. His middle name is fucking. <laughs> well, so now what are you gonna do? Kill you. I'm sorry, cause I like you, but I have to kill you. I told you to stay out of it. Pack up and clear out, I said. Why? Why didn't you listen to me? Don't you realize it's all your fault? All right, so let's give a rating for Argento's Deep Red. Um, I will go first since I went last last time. I'm gonna, I already said I love this film. It's my favorite Argento film. Now, um, I'm, I'm strictly saying this be, on the shorter version of the film. <laughs> if if you watch the longer version, it's an entirely different rating. The shorter version of the film is a five out of five for me. I love it. It's a great film. Every horror fan should watch it. Um, if you're watching the extended version, that's probably a three point five, if not a three out of five. It's that much worse to me. Um, but what we've already talked about everything in this film. Argento excels at, and the things that. I feel weren't given to me or were okay. I I didn't mind them at all. So it, I love the film. Five out of five. Nice. Alex, go ahead. Are we giving our uh, banana split to the chick? Oh, That's well, it's, obvious, qu- it's right? clearly Gianna, right? Well, it's going to be. Oh, she yeah. wants to fuck the mom. Right. Well, I was going to go for... Uh... That little the girl with the lizards. It's okay. <laughs> she doesn't come from a land of lizards. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. <clears throat> yeah, this blew me away, and I felt so satisfied at the end of the movie. And I remember watching it in the first thirty minutes, going, "So I'm watching something amazing," because everybody said that this is this guy's <clears throat> greatest movie, and. It didn't appear that way in, in the very beginning, but then as it kept going, I found myself never losing interest in what's happening. I didn't want to go on my phone. I wasn't looking forward to the pee break. Nothing. Like, I was just zoned into this, and it was all good. Uh, it just kept moving, and it and it was so stylistic, and I loved so much about it. Even though, you know, I toyed with not knowing that it was the mom the whole time, even then, it didn't really hurt my uh, experience, I guess, because uh, I, I loved it, and I can't wait to make it a part of my normal uh, life. So I'm definitely, you know, going to get the <clears throat> Blu-ray, and I give it a five and a five. Nice. Yes. Nice. Holy fuck. Well, obviously, I I love. Hated the- it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the direction. I love the fucking the score, the kills story it, it is like i said at the beginning of the show it is the giallo it's the fucking best giallo that i think that there is and easily one of the best movies of the 70s and one of the best movies of of our general himself so yeah <laughs> five severed heads for sure <laughs> five severed wow. by the fucking elevator gentlemen a this solid is, 15 this is historical it's never happened on the show we've never had Three people or more on the show ever fucking give all fives. Really? I've been waiting. I feel like we did. Waiting. What about The Shining? Right. Nope. 
No, Dallas gave it a four and a half. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> son of a bitch. Really? Huh. Yep. And Alex gave the thing, like, I think a four and a half or something. Didn't yeah, get the right, because it wasn't a personal favorite, right? I was waiting for one day to be able to say this. And this is I, it. This I'm is so whoa. glad. This is and it's Argeno, Dave. Yeah, and it's Argeno. Yes. So this is our Hall of Fame. We have one Hall of Fame movie, and this is it right now. Oh, that's cr- wow! That's crazy to think that. Hmm. I've been waiting for the chance to say that, and it's finally happened. Fucking awesome! And Alex, I'm very happy because you know you're you're relatively new to the. Yeah. The- yeah. Thanks. I was gonna say thanks for showing me these because so far everyone that you've shown me, I really liked. Like uh, he's the best <laughs> bird. Yeah. And and this and the card player <laughs> and four flies on a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I've rated him fair. I honest, this is the first five I've given for our general. Uh, it's I a gave ten. A, it's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I gave a four to Phenomena because it's a four movie. Uh, I give a yeah. four to Bird, and we haven't gotten to Suspiria yet. Oh, it's called Phenomena. <laughs> yeah, not, would you call it pneumonia or some shit? So I thought I was wondering, but there was no sick people in the movie. I didn't know what that meant. Oh, ammonia. <laughs> no, pneumonia, isn't that? P-H- right, pneumonia, yeah. P-N. The pH virus? Yes. <laughs> Everything's got to go back to your dicks. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, amazing. It's a, it's a milestone in banana laser history, and you, laser, were here to witness it. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Don't be in a rush to stick it up your crack. Banana laser will be right back. This is Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com with all the skinfo from the latest movies. Not nude in theaters, Elizabeth Olsen and Scarlett Johansson saved the world in Avengers Age of Ultron. Both babes have bared a lot lately, with Scarlett going fully nude in last year's Under the Skin and Elizabeth bearing her Olsen twins in 2013's remake of Old Boy. This must be the Avengers because I just got an Iron Man in my pants. This is the Mr. Skin Minute. Nude on demand, it's Dakota Johnson in the erotic blockbuster Fifty Shades of Grey. Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson's daughter shows us her North and South Dakota in a number of kinky scenes, even showing off some furry full frontal. Fifty Shades of Grey will make your palm Fifty Shades of Red. Nude on Blu-ray, Catherine Waterston goes fully nude in P.T. Anderson's latest, Inherent Vice. The daughter of Law & Order star Sam Waterston bears her boobs, butt, and bountiful bush during a long conversation with Joaquin Phoenix. Inherent Vice, more like Harry Slice. MrSkin.com. Fast forwarding to the good parts. Yeah, Alex, you know, the skeleton crew. I mean... That was a much better title for a podcast, don't you think? Oh, I agree. I, I mean, mean, at least you know what a skeleton is. Right, right. I can ask all my fans what a banana laser is, <laughs> and you know what? Nobody's going to know the answer. Well, you know, you know, banana laser would be a good show. If, you know, they hear this cool music in the background right now, you know, we think it's cool, but I think, you know, it's, it's worn out, it's welcome. I think we should have... Mr. Sand. I mean, what is oh, that? Oh, get mean? out of here, man. That shit is whack. That shit ain't scary. Yes, it is. Dude, you know what that song is from? It's H2O. That's it. That's nothing else <laughs> it's been in. Oh, nothing else. <laughs> not, a, not another Halloween movie in the franchise. No, they just came up with that in that movie. They jumped the shark. Yes. It was crap. And when I say crap, you get the idea what I really mean. 
because I can't say what I want to say right now because there's people around. <laughs> yeah, there's people, there's people in the room. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, my mom, she's over there fixing me a sandwich. Will you Boy, just, you, we just you, say it, though? You guys said it, but I got headphones in. I have no imagination. I know. That's why I write the scripts. <laughs> <laughs> so you live with your mother? You look like you're 30. Yeah, well, I'm older than 30. I'm 40. Do you have any ketchup I can borrow? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's on the it's on the, the dryer or the washing machine right now. Do you record all your videos from the laundry room? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's the best lighting for me. I set up hmm. the camera and, you know, Wait, make it work. On. You know the... what, though? I hate keyboard warriors. It fucking, like you guys. Men aren't men anymore. <laughs> We're mice. <laughs> there, you know, there's an old saying. There are two sides to every story. That's true. You know, you being unemployed and just sitting home all day making nerd videos, there's a reason for that. Because you yeah. can't actually, uh, you can't, what's it called, integrate properly with society. So you have no actual real life visitors or friends or anywhere to go. So you become this whole thing on the internet. Yeah, what if the internet went out? Like, <laughs> what would you do? Yeah, who would you interact with? <laughs> You're, besides mom or grandma, I mean, that would be crazy. I mean, that'd be a world I wouldn't want to live in. No yeah, sir. and you guys talking about sex all day? What is that? Yeah, like I have yeah. a penis, but pff, doesn't mean I want to be talking about it. Yeah, really. What is your like, obsession with penises or sex? Like <laughs> anyone who's had sex with a girl surely would know. But I can understand why you're a little clueless. You gotta go out and live a little. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, shout out to Darnell Weeks, the Myers fan. Um, Yo, your shit is weak, bitch. <laughs> Darnell, your shit is weak. Damn. Uh, what um, am I supposed to be doing this? Sorry. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Wait. What are we using this show for now? Yeah, uh, that's right. We can't use a platform show. to insult people. <laughs> right. We can't do that. This is supposed to be putting smiles on people's faces and not. Uh, talking trash about people. That's right. I think right, we're doing both man. right now. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the. That, you're right. Good answer, man. The yes. Invisible Man. <laughs> you know, right, right this very minute, our voice is reaching millions of people around the world. <laughs> We've had fucking a, a trilogy, right? <laughs> We've had a trilogy of fucking Facebook group fights, feuds. I guess we can call them. And Matt's been pretty much invisible on in all of them. And I'm the biggest one out of all of us. Yeah. What the fuck? It's, it's fine. I really don't want to interact with some of these fucking assholes. Alice gets, gets kicked out too quick all the time. And then somehow I, I, I stand in there and I, I talk all the shit. And then Matt just... You're lucky, I guess. You're fucking... You're the Teflon Don. <laughs> I'm rubber and they're glue. And that's, a, that's a line Darnell should have used right there. Why didn't he use that? That would have been good. You know, there's an old saying. Hmm, yeah, what's that? What goes around comes around. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah, your shit got shut down, bitch. Karma's a bitch, ain't it? Just like you, <laughs> idiot. Can you imagine working so hard, four thousand likes, and your stupid shit that you just use to play God? You sit there and click your little buttons to get rid of people you don't. You know, I love the whole Halloween H two O argument. So you're telling me. You just get rid of Halloween 4 through 6 because you don't like it, so now it don't exist? That's what you do if you don't like it? They just don't <laughs> exist? 
Yeah, that's what you do to people, you fucking asshole, and that's why your shit's gone. It's called well, karma. Bye don't bye. be so hard on him. He did assume you were some kind of celebrity or something. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I thought yeah. that was a good thing. Yeah, I like how he paid you a compliment by thinking a thought in his head and then insults you for not getting that compliment. I thought you were celebrity. I'm paying you a compliment, you idiot. What well, guess fuck? what? I am. Holy <laughs> shit. I will bring you down, Myers fan. If you're thrown off by any of that, uh, listen back to our previous two episodes and play a little catch-up. Ketchup? Uh, but, like that bottle on the fucking laundry Yeah, I keep my ketchup in my laundry room, man. Yeah, it's the only place to keep it. Stays nice and warm sitting on the dryer. Look what this, look what this Tide pen did to my shirt. It got it right out. Maybe, yeah, he's filming Tide commercials yeah. in there. That's what he's doing. That's why he has fans. That's why he doesn't have to work. He's getting paid. Maybe, maybe I should give him my cardboard uh, jizz towel I got over here. <laughs> Can you get this stain out? <laughs> Careful, th- those are, are my millions of children. Look out. <laughs> oh, watch out. Here comes another sexual joke. That's all you do. When you don't got nothing, you go to your penises or sexual, like gay stuff. Yeah. What, I'm gay now because I want to Skype you so hard? <laughs> <laughs> if you uh... don't agree, then you must be gay. Hey, must be. <laughs> So, really? That's the answer? So, check it out. If any any lasers out there, if you want to come out of the closet and, and are having trouble do it, doing it, we're sympathetic to you. So, just disagree with one of us, and we'll out you. We'll say you're gay, and yep. we'll gay. know. Did we ever say he was gay? I don't uh, think so. No. Well, Matt, you said, um, <clears throat> I love sleeping with a woman. Oh, that's true. I do. I really so enjoy I, it. It's a lot I of fun. I guess that meant he's gay, and... The Skype. Oh, oh, he only Skypes the hot guys that are moderators. <laughs> I was just implying you never got laid in general. It doesn't mean he's fucking gay or straight or whatever. Three the hard way. We're gonna rock this motherfucker like three the hard way. Like this show. Well, this show. This show. This show. This show. Banana laser. They've done it before on their own, but this one's too big to handle alone.
All right, guys. So that wraps up episode 47, getting close to 50 and our two-year anniversary. Um, Hope you enjoyed listening to us ramble about Deep Red and spoiling the shit out of it. But uh, let's look to the future. What do we got coming up next? I'm thinking maybe we should do something with a little ATM action. Okay. What do you guys think? Two girls, one cup. Um, What are we doing next? 1970 what? 76? Well, we're not doing that. We're going to take a break from our rolling through the 70s and do another retrospective. Why not? Really? Yes. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, just you wait, sir. There's a mo- there's a sequel coming out that we're going to do a, an entire retrospective on the series. Oh, Grizzly. Grizzly you Part s- 2? Son of a bitch. God yeah, Grizzly. Nope. What are Grizzly? we doing? Not even... <laughs> I love how Alex is in the dark. Ass to mouth, a really shitty, oh, shitty so, series. Human Centipede. Yes, yes, Human Centipede. Part three, the full sequence comes out next month. So the next episode, we're going to start our retrospective and cover Human Centipede, uh, the first sequence, and Human Centipede 2, the whatever sequence it's called. I don't even know. but uh, Full? Full sequence. Is that it? Full and final, yeah. So, yeah, Alex had no idea. Um, he's now regretting being on the show like he does most times. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go. <laughs> so you guys have that to look forward to. Um, also, yeah, I, I said our 50th show and our two-year anniversary is coming up. So I kind of want to put that out there. I want it to be a special thing. So if you guys oh, – okay, this is what I want to do. Because our good friend, Darnell, posed the ultimate question of what is a banana laser, I want the Laser Nation to tell us for the 50th episode, our second year anniversary, what is a banana laser? We've never really talked about it on the show. We've never said where the name comes from. I don't think we have, have we? No. Are we going to reveal it? Yeah, are you going to reveal it, Matt? I think... I think it's time, guys. Two years. It's time to tell everyone what exactly it is. But first, I want to know what the lasers think it is. What is a banana laser? Send us your voicemails. 314-720-8842. Send us an email at bananalasergmail.com. Tweet at us at bananalasershow. Tell us what you think a banana laser is. And we'll play it on the show. What if what if um, the actual answer isn't as good as the imagination of everyone? It will well, be. That's it never is, is it? It's <laughs> no. like reviewing no. the backstory of fucking uh, Thorn. Th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Thorn of Banana. But we'll do it. I mean, this the fans are demanding it. God damn it! I mean, you got a guy <laughs> like Darnell who's clearly a fan needs to know. I mean, we all know what skeletons are. But what is a banana laser? So, yeah. right on. And uh, the guy from this movie had some skeletons in his closet. <laughs> ah, literally. The gay yeah. guy? Yeah, they came out of the closet. <laughs> That's right. Well, he must have disagreed with us because we called him gay. Yeah, I know. I'm a fag and a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Carlo. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not oh. only is he a drunk, but a fag, too. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm actually a chick. <laughs> yeah, with a you mustache. Just, Jesus. Yeah, he just never reached down there, buddy. I'm, you're actually completely straight. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing anal this whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, I thought you just liked it in the ass. I just thought you were into that. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, we're going to get a lot more anal on the next episode, yeah. 48, so stay tuned for that. And until then, lasers. We hate to go, but we love to come. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it full circle with dicks. Later. <laughs> for listening to the banana laser podcast please be sure to check out horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes as well as other great podcasts like the skeleton crew my bloody podcast and many more please be sure to like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at banana laser show also join our facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash banana laser that's where the real lasers come out be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail at 314-720-8842. Or send us an email at bananalaser at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening, and keep on bananaing. I bet you anything. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong movie. I'm sorry. Sloth? Sloth. Banana laser wins every time.